Hello and welcome to Part-Time Struggle. My name is Matthew Tarleton. In previous blogs and podcasts, I have mentioned that there are six items or six things that I have adopted into my life over the past few years to help manage my mental health issues. And some of those things I even do daily. In this upcoming series of posts and podcasts, and, and man, that sounds so professional, doesn't it? A series of posts and podcasts like I'm some big shot that knows what he's doing, and people are just lined up to listen to my, my post and podcast and they're just lined up going, oh, give me, give me another episode, Matthew. Please, just inject it into my veins. No, that's not happening. No, I can't confirm that I do not know what the hell I am doing in this blog podcast world. But I do have some what I think are valuable insights in the mental health world. So for right now, in this space, I want to share my six tools of success or whatever the hell I want to call it. I tried to find some catchy name like Tarleton's Tips or Tarleton's Tools, and I realized that both of those things could be taken way out of context, so I did not use that. Oh, and by the way, and keep this in mind, I'm going to use this intro for all six of my quote-unquote tools I use to better myself podcasts. So if you want, you can skip ahead a minute or two or whatever and not listen to the same intro again and again. Again, there's going to be, there's going to be six of these. I don't blame you. If you want to skip, skip away, skip ahead. So I, I don't have some catchy name, and keep in mind each of these helpful hints. Um, yeah, let's call it that. No, 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 no. I got it. Let's call it cheat codes. We all love cheat codes, right? Remember back in the day, the Contra cheat code, the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, where it would give you 30 extra lives so you could finally beat that damn game. Or uh, later on with the Genesis came out, there was Mortal Kombat's blood cheat code, which was A-B-A-C-A-B-B. And yes, 20, 30 years later, I still remember this. It's still seared into my brain. But these mental health cheat codes are what work for me. So keep that in mind. They work for me. They may not work for you, or all of them at least. And it's something that you're going to have to do consistently it's not going to work just overnight it's something that you're going to have to be all in on and just because it worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you maybe you can take two of these and use them in your life and find some other solutions for you and if you do hey remember contact at parttimestruggle.com let me know what you're doing in your life to help your mental health issues share it with me share it with the world maybe what you're doing will help others maybe what i'm doing won't help all others. Maybe what I'm doing will just help 10 people. Maybe what you're doing will help 20 people. So let's help 30 people. So again, I'm not offering some magic cure fix. I'm just offering up these cheat codes to help me beat the game of life. And do you see what I did there? Cheat codes to help me beat the game of life. Maybe I am good at this podcast stuff. So my six cheat codes or tools or whatever you want to call them are accountability, counseling, medication, journaling, exercising and talking slash communication and see none of these are some hidden treasure that I've uncovered and I'm wanting to present it to the world all these things have been out there for years it's just a matter of applying them applying them to your life and that's when I start going through these I want to show you how I applied them to my life and maybe you can take something from that and apply it to yours give it a try I'm not saying these are going to work for you I'm not saying you have to do them if you don't like them Give them a try, see how it goes for you, and then we'll go from there. So I'm going to dive further into those tools today, and we'll start with one. Um, and I call them tools because that's what 
they are. They are tools. I look at them as different tools in your tool belt that you can use to fix your mental health. And guys like tool belts, right? We, we, tool belts are manly, right? Side note, when I think of a tool belt, I can only think of that episode of It's Always Sunny when the gang were fixing up a house and Dennis had on a tool belt with those super short jean shorts. And he was, he was showing how much movement those jorts had in the leg by trying to do a split. So there's that. So there's that mental, that, that visual, mental visual for you. Um, anyway, moving along. On to the cheat codes or, or tools or whatever, whatever the hell you want to call them. Like I say in the beginning of every podcast and blog, I will tell you that I am not a professional. I am not a doctor. I am just a dude talking about his mental health. The following six tools that I use help me. I used a good bit of trial and error to find these six things, so to potentially save you time, I wanted to share in more detail those six things. You may not find any of this useful for your situation, your mental health. You may only find one of these six things useful, so if so, then, then yes, I have succeeded. Also, keep in mind that all six of these tools or cheat codes I'm going to discuss are going to take time. None of these are instant cures. There are no cures for mental health, unfortunately, only ways to manage your mental health. Even after I have adopted these tools in my life, I have to stay on top of my mental health daily. You can't slip. Don't let your mental health catch you slipping. It will creep in and consume you, I promise. Now, on to those tools or, or cheat codes or whatever the hell you want to call them. So part two of my cheat code series, I will focus on exercise. Exercise is one of my cheat codes, and it's probably the cheat code that I've been doing the longest. I haven't always exercised to help with my mental health, although that's something that I've recently adopted and have changed my mindset on. I used to exercise more to have, you know, that perfect body, that six-pack, that V-thingy that guys have. And, you know, honestly doing that over time, it made my mental health worse. I was never happy with my results, never happy with how my body looked, always looking at what's on TV or what's on the media and going, man, I, I, I don't look like that guy or I don't look like that guy. What, why, why, what, what am I doing wrong? I was just never happy with how I looked. And you could say I had body image issues and hell, I might have had body image issues and I might still have body image issues. Guys can get body image issues just as easily as women. And for my generation growing up in the eighties and nineties, you know, everyone was ripped and swole. All the action figures I had, all the TV I watched, the wrestling I used to watch, all the action figures, they were all swole. All the dudes were ripped. Even going to church, Jesus was ripped. So that's what I thought I needed to look like. I thought I thought I needed that V thing to be a man. I thought I needed to be muscles popping out everywhere. That's what a, what a man's supposed to look like. And man, that was dumb to, to view it that way. That was just my inflated ego talking again, telling me, hey, yo, you need to get ripped like that dude. Or you need to look like that. All the other guys are ripped like that, so you need to be ripped like that too. And I am going to do a future episode, um, probably a blog and a podcast, on body image issues for males. It's, it's real, it's dangerous, and it needs to be addressed. It needs to be talked about. But we'll talk about body images issues another another day. Today I do want to talk about exercise and the mental health benefits it's, it's not until recently that I dropped the bigger, faster, stronger mentality that I had when I, when I did go and exercise. I now exercise to, to relieve stress of the day. I exercise to, just to be active, just to get my heart pumping, my muscles stronger, not necessarily bigger, not necessarily, not necessarily swole, but just, you know, just stronger. And, and really to get those sweet endorphins. 
I exercise now as a favor to my future self. The better shape I am in today, the more active I am today, the better off I'll be in 20 years, in 30 years. When I become an old man, I'm, I'm, I'm paying it forward to myself. So I'm trying to take advantage of the opportunity now to pay it forward to myself. These, in my opinion, are the right reasons to exercise. Without getting into too many specifics, because I don't want to bore you, I'll share a few links to, to workout routines that you can use if you don't already have one. Everyone and their mom has a workout routine. They swear by, and I'm not going to go put out one more in the world and say, here's what I do. I'm not going to share mine. There's no point in that. There's no point. In, there, there are millions out there, articles, YouTube videos, podcasts, you name it. Just search around. Find one that works for you. If you if you just want to do cardio to get active, there are many routines out there for that, and I'll link a few um, in in on www.parttimestruggle.com in the cheat code section. If you're starting at zero, look at a couch to 5K. That's a that's a really good slow methodical routine that will get you the confidence you need when beginning. If you're wanting to to start resistance training, which is also known as weight training and dumbbells and barbells are intimidating to you, um, just look into resistance bands or, or body weight exercises. If you want to lift heavier and go start going to the gym and you start getting into a routine and, and, you, and you're enjoying working out and you're working out for the right reasons, not, not for the wrong reasons like Matthew, working out for the right reasons and you want to kind of keep track of your progress, there's an app I use called Strong. It's free and it's on the smartphones. I think it's on the Androids and the iPhones. I have an iPhone. Um, and this app, it gives you basically all the exercises you could do in a gym. It shows you how to do the exercise. It shows you the, the muscle group it works. And it lets you track your, your progressions. It lets you track your sets, the weight you use, um, how many reps, how many sets you did. So you can see what you did the previous exercise or last week to know if you're progressing or, or, or whatever. Uh, again, the, the app is free. It's called Strong. It's out there. I, I do see some guys at the gym bringing a notebook and writing stuff down. If you want to do that, that's fine too, pen and pad, but I prefer the, the digital easy way out, so that's what I use. Uh, another tool that I use that I have invested in um, over the past, uh, I want to say, two or three years is a Fitbit, but any smartwatch will do here. I'm not going to promote a brand. I don't care. Um, and I got a Fitbit just to see how active I was in the day. I was curious about uh, how many calories I was burning. I was curious about my heart rate. I was curious about my steps. I was curious about how many miles I'd walk. I was just kind of curious about what what my health was really like. Um, I had an idea, but I didn't know for sure. And this is really to kind of help me uh, focus in on, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty healthy now. I'm, I'm doing this and that, and I've gotten healthier from doing this and that. And this has kind of showed me that progression. So it's been pretty neat. And, and again, I, I say I have a Fitbit, but Apple Watch will work here, in Garmin's, whatever. Uh, there, there are many more features to the smartwatches, too. They offer, like, calorie intake tracking, heart rate tracking, sleep tracking, many more details. I won't get into all those. Um, but if you're interested in understanding more about your physical health, a smartwatch is the way to go. And I'm not, I'm not one for brands. Do your research that have, that, and, and find one that works for you. A smartwatch to me is kind of like those uh, in the 90s, those Tamagotchi uh, digital pets that we had that we had to keep alive by feeding and keeping them happy. And that's pretty much what a smartwatch is, except you are the Tamagotchi and you're, you're kind of taking care of yourself. But whatever routine you land on or whatever tools you use to get active, just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Don't be like past me. Don't put unrealistic expectations on yourself, which would just further your, your mental health concerns. Consistency, consistency will be the key when exercising. Remember, you know that just five minutes of moving is better than zero minutes of nothing. 
if you can't make it to the gym one day or the weather's bad, you can't do your walk run, find an exercise or two to do in your house for 10, 20 minutes. Again, that 10 or 20 minutes of something sure as hell beats no minutes of nothing. And, and give yourself time to rest, too. If you are if you do start to develop a routine and you do start working out more and are, are active more, give yourself time to rest. Um, my suggestion, my opinion, again, just kind of what I do is I try to be active at least four times a week. Um, and on my rest days, I rest. I don't, I don't, I don't do too much. I, you know, I don't, I don't just lay around all day, but I don't, I don't stress my body. I, I give my, my body a chance to recover because your body needs a chance to recover just like your mind does. And earlier I mentioned those endorphins and I want to dive a little bit further into that because we know the physical benefits of exercise. So let's now, let's focus on the mental benefits now, the science behind it. So how does, how does exercise benefit our mind? And according to the Mayo Clinic, exercising regularly, it releases feel-good endorphins, which are natural cannabis-like brain chemicals and other chemicals that can enhance your, enhance your sense of well-being. When you exercise, you're able to get your mind off any worries, any anxieties, which gets you away from negative thoughts. And I've linked a video to, the, to this blog on www.parttimestruggle.com that is a video that shows exactly how exercise helps your brain. They do a much better job of explaining it than I could. So, so click on that link, watch that video. It'll be a short one. It just shows you as you exercise what's going on in your brain and how it can potentially help you. It helps you get that 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 high after you're active and and sometimes i do feel you know after i get back from the gym or after i get back from a run i feel like i'm on top of the world i do feel a euphoric sensation but uh to try to keep it as factual as, as possible i do want to say that there are have been some studies that that aren't sure if exercising cause, causes the endorphins to break the the blood brain barrier hopkins medicine suggests that when you start out on your run your body goes through a transition your breathing may become heavy you might notice your pulse quicken as the heart pumps harder to move oxygenated blood to your, your muscles in your brain. And as you hit your stride, your body starts releasing hormones called endorphins. Pop culture identifies these, these endorphins as, as the runner's highest, which is a short-lasting, deeply euphoric state following intense exercise. Surveys have revealed runner's high to be rather rare, however, with the majority of athletes never experiencing it. I'm not sure if I've ever experienced it or not. I'm not much of a runner. Um, if I have experienced it, I, I wasn't aware of it at the time. But in the many, many distance runners fear merely drained or even nauseated at the end of a long race, not blissful. And, and though endorphins help prevent muscles from feeling pain, it is like unlikely that endorphins in the blood contribute to the euphoric feeling or any mood change at all. Research shows that endorphins do not pass the blood-brain barrier. And that relaxed post-running feeling that I just re- referred to may instead be due to the, the endocannabinoids, um, which is a biochemical substance similar to cannabis, but naturally produced by the body. Exercise increases the levels of endocannabinoids in the, in the bloodstream, and unlike endorphins, they can easily move through the cellular barrier separating the bloodstream from the brain where these mood-improving neuromodulators promote short-term psychoactive effects such as reduced anxiety and feelings of calm. Whether it's endorphins or whatever it is in the bloodstream, I can attest that exercising does get my blood pumping. My adrenaline goes up. I feel on top of the world. I sleep better at night after workouts. It's, it's all very beneficial to me. So whether the science is there or not, I know that after I exercise, I... I just have a, a better sense of well-being, both mentally and physically. Exercising regularly can also help your confidence as you learn how to challenge yourself and obtain goals that you set out for yourself. Just remember to make them realistic goals. Don't do like old Matthew. 
we were all built differently. We all have different genetics. We have different schedules. So what works for one person might not work for the other. Make sure your goals revolve around you and your wants and, and, and don't worry about how others look or what they are doing. Um, going to the gym or just being active in general could open doors for social interactions. They could they can improve your mood. You might hell, you might gain a friend or two throughout the process. And if you're someone that is hesitant to go through the gym for whatever reason, just know that other people at the gym are so focused on themselves that they aren't looking at you and they aren't paying attention to what you're doing. If you are overweight and you or you think you're weak and you don't want to embarrass yourself at the gym in front of others, don't worry about that. Do not worry about that. Others are so fixated on themselves, their routines, that they're not paying attention to what you do. And honestly, personally, I enjoy seeing new people at the gym because that's the hard part to me is just showing up. Once you're there, you just be active. There's a thousand things to do. Getting to the gym is the hard part. So getting dressed, getting in the car, driving to the gym, that's the hard part. Finding that motivation to do that, that's the hard part. Once you're at the gym, boom, get your workout in. And when I see new people at the gym, I'm excited for them. I'm proud of them for showing up and bettering themselves. So, so don't get fi- fixated on what others might think or if you, if you think others are looking at you and judging you. They're not. Those at the gym are solely fo- focused on themselves. They're fixated on themselves. You focus on you, and you can control what you can control. And honestly, that's really all I have for exercise. Exercise is what you make of it. You know, Just get active. Find what you like. Find what works for you and stick with it. Make sure your goals are realistic. Make sure you are exercising for the right reasons. Thank you for listening. I hope you have found a slither of value in this session. Take care.